If you are trying to build a blogging affiliate site, I can almost guarantee that you are overwhelmed with stuff to do. And I mean guarantee because daily, I work with new bloggers and every time by default, they are feeling overloaded with the long list of stuff that needs to be done to build a blog that allows them to work less and earn more. And this isn't rocket science because when this happens, new bloggers are going to one, waste massive amounts of time working on a website and have absolutely nothing to show for it, and two, sometimes feel like a failure because doubt starts to creep in, which causes a lack of motivation and is an open door to getting easily distracted with life. Sound familiar? Well, you don't have to feel this way because you can visit blogbuilderpro.net, that's blogbuilderpro.net, and you'll watch a hyper-quick training that will show you step-by-step how to fix this problem in literal minutes. And I am not exaggerating when I say just taking a few minutes to watch this hyper-quick training that I'm trying to get you to watch here can save you months or even years worth of time. Because think about it. Think about all of the time that you have spent writing articles or finding ideas of what to write about. Think about the time spent putting articles on social media and just hoping that they go viral. Or the time spent designing and building a website, choosing colors, deciding on logos. Look, it is disturbing how much time I see new bloggers wasting and I don't like it. So again, go check out blogbuilderpro.net for a free hyper quick training and we will fix your overwhelm just like all of the bloggers and side hustlers that I have personally helped in the past. That's blogbuilderpro.net. Watch the free training and I'll see you there. The only real guaranteed way to fail at blogging is to stop and give up. And granted, I know that sounds easy to say. Oh, if I give up, then I'm never gonna uh, be successful with it. Well, you can say that with anything. It's true, you can. You can say that with anything. But the reason why people are working hard, the reason why people are actually putting forth the effort is because they are seeing the light at the end of the tunnel. But if you never create a piece of content, if you buy the domain name, you start the blog and you're paying the hosting fees each month for your blog but after two months you only have nine articles out there you didn't want it you didn't you didn't want that because if you did there will be more articles out there regular people are taking their passions and interests writing about it in a blog and making a living from it. But not everyone is successful. There is a right way to build a blog and a wrong way. And I am here to help you succeed with your online business. My name is Chris Miles, and this is the Blogger Evolution Podcast. Oh, and welcome to the Blogger Evolution Podcast. My name is Chris Miles. Wherever you are, wherever you may be, thanks for making us part of your day. You know, four short years ago, maybe a little over four years ago, I embarked on this little journey that's called an online business, with the main focus being blogging and YouTube. And then literally a couple of years later, I was handing in my resignation to a job that I had had for a few years. You should have seen my boss's face. He never saw it coming. But you want to know the truth? I didn't see it coming as well. I mean, I knew what I was doing was 
working. I knew what I was doing was actually moving the needle in terms of generating an income and paying off debt. But everything kind of came together when I was able to sit down, crunch some numbers, and realize that, you know what, it's actually a waste of time to go to work. So I had to make a decision, one of the hardest decisions that I've ever had to make in my life, and that was to quit a job that I was getting consistent income from. But it wasn't taken lightly. There was a lot of uh, things that I needed to consider and think about, one of which was the family aspect. Being gone for so long, for so many hours throughout the day, that wasn't ideal. There were times where I didn't even see my son very often, you know, because he would be in bed by the time I got home, and then I'd be gone by the time he woke up. That's rough. But a little thing called online business, and really more specifically, affiliate marketing, is what I've been able to use and still use to this day in order to earn an income that allows me to be able to stay home with my family, to be able to do things that I want to do when I want to do it, schedule something at, you know, two o'clock in the afternoon if I want, and not have to worry about getting off of work. And don't get me wrong, it does have its challenges. You need you do need to be a little bit more organized. But when it came to implementing my main source of income, which was affiliate marketing, there was a few things that I had to keep in mind and that I want to share with you today. So today we're going to talk about basically affiliate marketing for beginners, and I'm going to give you seven awesome tips that helped me turn, you know, just a few dollars extra per month into a full-time income. So first, for those of you who might be jumping in, maybe you've never heard the podcast before, let's first jump into what affiliate marketing actually is. It, in my opinion, is an outstanding business model. Outstanding. Because everybody wins with affiliate marketing. Everyone wins. The person who produces the product, they win because they get the product sold. The customer gets what they're looking for because they actually are able to solve whatever problem that they were looking to solve by purchasing the product. And then me or you, kind of as the the middleman or middle person, trying to make sure that you can meet up the marketing aspect of it by getting the right products to the right customers. And then you get paid a commission for it as well. That's basically what affiliate marketing is, partnering with companies and directly selling their products, but you don't have to actually be an employee of that company. You just have to find a product that aligns with whatever your, your audience happens to be, with your interests, with your values, and then just promote them. The main difference here is you need to be able to partner with these companies and see what they are willing to give you based on the sale. It's actually the fastest way affiliate marketing is to monetize a blog, to monetize a YouTube channel, to monetize anything. Affiliate marketing is great. You can literally get the links that you need for affiliate marketing within minutes by just going to a website usually scrolling down all the way to the bottom, finding their affiliate program or partner program, sign up, they immediately will give you a link and you can start posting that link in places where your target audience happens to be. 
So since affiliate marketing is such a great way to earn an income, how do you do it? How do you do it? And that's where we're going to be jumping in these seven tips. So tip number one for uh, how you can make affiliate marketing work for you is you need to decide on a platform. Decide on where you want to get this traffic. Traffic meaning people. You're going to go out to where your people are. Provide them value. And then in return, you're going to get an income from it when they go through and buy. Now, your audience, your people, your traffic can literally come from anywhere. It can come from Facebook. It can come from YouTube, a podcast, Twitter, Reddit, Google, Discord, Pinterest. They can be everywhere. But where specifically do your people reside? Where do you hang out when you're talking about your particular niche? If you enjoy knitting sweaters, where do all the other people who knit sweaters online? Are they in forums? Are they in Facebook groups? Are they in Reddit threads? Are they in Pinterest? Again, think about where your audience is. Where they are is where you need to create the content. Now, one of the greatest places that you can create content, obviously, and in my humble opinion, would be Google, because Google has basically everything, right? Google is everywhere. If you go on Facebook, you're not going to find many links to Google, because they want to keep people on Facebook. But when you Google something, Google will give you some Facebook stuff, because they really want you to find the answers. Google will give you YouTube. It'll give you tw Twitter uh, tweets. It'll give you Reddit threads. It'll give you all of these things, Pinterest pages. So it's almost like Google and focusing on SEO or search engine optimization, in my opinion, is the place to be. Now, once you have chosen the traffic source, you need to stick to it. And this is important because sticking to a particular traffic source means everything. One of my favorite acronyms is FOCUS, F-O-C-U-S, follow one course until success. It's very easy, especially when you're brand new. And even when you have been doing this for a while, because I find myself falling into this trap a few times as well, is you start to work on building that blog. And then you start to work on building that Facebook community and then the YouTube channel and then trying to connect with people on Twitter. And all of a sudden you realize that you have 10 half done projects and not one completed one. So it takes focus. Don't spread yourself too thin. Focus on one, maybe two different traffic sources. I definitely recommend even throwing a little bit of paid advertising in there as well, if you have the budget, because you're going to lose money early with paid traffic. But if you can focus on one free method of traffic and one paid method of traffic, you can make some real damage in a business and do really, really well. Another thing when it comes to deciding on a platform is I want you to think about yourself. Think about what you enjoy doing. What do you like to create? Do you like to create video? Do you like to interact? Do you like to write? Now, granted, these shouldn't be 100% deciding factors, but definitely a huge consideration. If you just like to write, you like to do the research and spit it out in a blog post, then you should start a blog. 
that's the way that I like to communicate. Uh, video creation, I kind of just taught myself how to do that. Right now, I'm teaching myself how to do a podcast. You know, it's just whatever you feel is best for you because you're going to be creating a lot of content on it. And that actually brings us to our next point or tip number two, choosing a niche or a niche, depending on where you are in the world. Basically, a niche is the topic of your content, the topic of your blog or YouTube channel. What is it that you really are going to be talking about to your audience? When choosing this niche, you need to choose something that you enjoy. Choose something that you like and that you're likely practicing at this moment. The reason why you want to do this is because it helps with authority. And you are where other people want to be. You're going to be creating a lot of content on particular topics, so you better love it. Because I don't want you to get to article 10 or 15 on your blog and then you realize, you know, I don't really like this subject that much. I don't want you to get tired of researching the content. But if you like it, if you love it, if you if when you're around friends, that's all you talk about. Then you need to write, you know, find a way to earn an income from it. It's very easy to do in today's day and age with the way social media works. When you're researching your content, that needs to be something you would have probably be doing for free, usually, just for your own benefit, so that you can be better at it. I was just recently talking with a friend, and we were trying to find a niche that he enjoyed. He was trying to get his blog up and running, and he came down to two things, blog, uh, bowling and ping pong. Those are really good niches because they both have products that you can promote in them. But he really loves bowling. You know, when he's when he's in a room and other people are there, the first thing that probably is going to pop out of his mouth is something about bowling. That way, when he goes online, he starts answering questions. He starts looking and doing the research, seeing where the cracks are in the niche. Then. He'll do the research, find the answer post a blog article, and it won't feel like work because he just learned something he probably didn't realize before. So choosing a niche is critical. Choosing a niche is critical. So the next point, point number three, is to find an affiliate program to join. So we kind of touched on it a little bit earlier, but you need to find a company that's going to allow you to partner with them and they're going to pay you based on the sales that you drive to their products. This can literally be anything. I don't have any concrete evidence on this, but if I had to guess, around 90% of businesses online have some sort of affiliate or partner program. Now, there are some simple tricks that you can use to find affiliate programs. We're not going to dive into all of them right now. We do have a whole episode dedicate, dedicated to this. So be sure to go check out episode six on how to find high paying affiliate programs. But only do that after you've finished listening here. <laughs> so the number one place that you need to look for, you know, to look in when you're looking for a good affiliate program to join is look at the places that you already use. Look at the things that you're already using on a daily basis, the tools that you're using to 
to participate in your in your chosen niche. The programs or online resources that you use, the trainings that you might use just to get a little better at it. Look at those places and see if they have an affiliate program. Remember, it it's a win for the creators because now you are promoting their own products for them. And all they have to do is pay you a commission if you make a sale. One of my favorite ones is digital products. So there's mainly two types of products that you can promote online, digital products and physical products. Physical products are those products that you can literally hold in your hand. I recently started a golf blog and writing an article on golf balls or golf shoes. Those are physical products, things that I can hold in my hand, that I put on my feet, that I'm hitting when I'm out there on the range. The only problem with physical products is that the amount of commission that you can receive for that product is limited. It's limited because someone had to create that product. Someone had to store that product. Someone had to ship that product to your door. So basically, there's a lot of palms that need to be greased in between the idea to you in order to get a commission on there. And then you, having made the sale, you're only going to be able to get so much. Maybe 3%, maybe 10%, maybe 20 I've seen some physical products that'll get up upwards of that much. But then you have digital products. Digital products will be things like training programs digital downloads, maybe even high price coaching or some type of uh, consulting as well. Those are options as well. But usually with those options, that's something that you would purchase and then go watch the videos online. So the creator only has to create the product, put it online and then sell it. There's no shipping involved. The storage is negligible because you're just paying to keep it on a server somewhere. All of a sudden, instead of only getting 3%, 5% commissions when you make those sales, now you're getting 40%, maybe even 50% commissions. And that's game changing, especially with the high price of education nowadays. People are perfectly fine going to college and going in debt $100,000 to graduate in a, uh, a subject that they're not even guaranteed to get their, a job in. And if they do, they're probably gonna still start at the bottom regardless of if they have that piece of paper saying that they graduated. However, if there was someone out there who's a, you know, just using golf as an example again, who has been playing golf for years, they sat down, took a couple of months, created a program that taught every trick that they've learned and enlisted it for sale for a few hundred bucks. You know, now I can actually do something with that information. Now, golfing is, you know, really a uh, it's a hobby. You know, it's not a, not necessarily something you might end up making money from. But this actually stretches upon everything. If you remember in a previous episode of the podcast, we interviewed Jake Lane. He noticed that there was not a lot of information out there regarding insurance exams or I forgot exactly what the particular ones were, but he basically mentioned that there wasn't a lot of information out there. So what did he do? He noticed a gap and he decided to create the information for himself.
And then once he noticed that it worked, once he noticed that it actually was helping him and his friends to pass these same insurance exams that got them higher paying jobs, he started to sell it. Put it up on his website. And I believe last time we checked, he was making around $9,000 a month on a website. He only updates an hour or so a week. Digital products is where it's at when it comes to affiliate marketing. Now, I'm not saying never go after physical products, but digital products should be your main offer. What I like to call in uh, my Blog Builder Pro training that you can check out over at blogbuilderpro.net. Yes, cheap gratuitous plug. <laughs> You're going to see how I really push digital products as being your signature offer on your site. That's the main offer that people are going to earn or where you are going to earn the most amount of money, but it's also going to be the most helpful for your audience. A few other ways that you can find some affiliate programs is just to Google it. Google your niche with the words affiliate program right after. You can also hack some other similar websites. Find some other blogs, some other YouTube channels, Reddit threads or whatever of other people who are in the same niche as you and see what they are promoting. Join their email list. See what they're telling their audiences. Search their websites. Just be creative. And if you find something that aligns with your values that you trust and approve of and you would feel comfortable telling another person to go buy partner up with them and earn some income from it. Never leave money on the table. So those were the first couple of points or three points. I think we, we ran over. So let's take a quick break. And when we get back, we're going to finish it off. And one specifically is how to drive traffic to your particular offers. Once you have created the content. Stay tuned. I remember spending days looking at web pages and templates and tons of options when I first set up my blog. I even remember spending hours setting up a website trying to get it to look just right, just for it to look nothing like the demo that I was promised when I installed it. Plus, I could never fully customize things like the headers and the footers and even the sidebars without having to go out and hire a developer, which can get very expensive. I needed something that was a better option. I needed a go-between. And after struggling, I did stumble across that go-between, Thrive Themes. Thrive Themes is the number one website builder that I recommend and use every single day. It doesn't require special coding or any type of web design skills to use, yet it is still fully customizable. So if you are running a blog, an e-commerce store, affiliate marketing niche site, or whatever. Thrive Themes is an amazing suite of WordPress plugins that can take your site and turn it into something you'd be proud to share with your friends, and most importantly, your readers and future customers. The Blogger Evolution Podcast has partnered with Thrive Themes, and now you can take advantage of a 24% off coupon when you pay annually for Thrive Membership. Check it out over at Benji'sDad.com slash Thrive Themes. That's Benji'sDad.com slash Thrive Themes for the hyper user-friendly page builder, which includes everything that you need to build a conversion-focused website in minutes rather than days. 
Did you know that if your website is running too slowly, it can cause higher bounce rates, lower search engine rankings, lower page view numbers, and even lower conversion rates? To put it simply, a slow website means lower profits. In fact, if your website is delayed by more than one second, it can literally be costing you thousands of dollars a year. But don't worry, I have an answer for you. WPX Hosting. WPX Hosting has some of the fastest websites hosting on the planet with lightning quick servers, 24-7 support that is available in less than 37 seconds when you need them, blazing fast load times, and even a free high-speed content delivery network. But that is not the best part. Even if you are with another host, WPX Hosting will work with you for free to migrate your site over in less than one day. Along with automatic backups, malware scanning and removal, email, staging area, and 99.95% uptime guarantees. WPX Hosting is the exclusive web host for the Blogger Evolution podcast. Our friends over at WPX Hosting want you to join the family as well. For a limited time, you can enjoy a 50% discount on the first month of hosting, meaning that you can make your website faster for less than $13. Visit Benji'sDad.com slash hosting for your 50% off coupon. That's Benji'sDad.com slash hosting. Remember, a faster website means higher profits. All right. And we are back from break and our question of the day presented by my course, Blog Builder Pro. Be sure to go check it out. BlogBuilderPro.net for a free one hour training to learn how to make a passive income with a simple blog. Be sure to go check that out. BlogBuilderPro.net for a free training to show you exactly how you can build a passive income. And the question of the day is how to get eyeballs on our affiliate marketing products. It's one thing to choose a niche. It's one thing to decide on what you want to promote and to join that affiliate program. But now where do we find the people? Well, tips four and five here are to create good content and use that content to drive traffic. This is huge. This is the bread and butter or will become the bread and butter of your business, creating content. This is so important that if you get up one day and you're not creating content that's going to be released out to the world in some form or fashion, you may have just wasted a day. The most important thing about this entire affiliate marketing process is to make sure that people can see your offers. Without content, the business model just doesn't work. Remember back in tip number two, where we said we had to choose a platform? Well, again, that's just one aspect of it. Now it's time to plan it out and start creating. This is a long-term plan because when you're creating content, traffic's going to take time before it finds you. This is like a uh, discovery type situation. You want to find content that you can create that people are going to always be looking for. This is called evergreen content. This is the type of content that is relevant now. It'll be relevant in two weeks. It'll be relevant in two years. It'll be relevant in 10 years. That's the kind of content you want to create on your blog. And this takes a little bit of skill. And the more you do it, the better you get at it. And the more that you are involved in your niche, the more that you realize that these are just common questions that people have. And now you can create content answering those questions. 
And then once the content's created, the reason why it takes a while early on is because people need to find you rather than you going out to find people with your blog. But once it is created, the traffic comes usually in droves, meaning a lot of it comes all at the same time, and you really have a hard time stopping it. In fact, I believe it's kind of a prove-it period that Google likes to, to use for new bloggers. Sometimes I've seen new bloggers who will start off and for the first four months, maybe not earn a dime. And then all of a sudden, they get a few trickles of income in. And then they're like, okay, well, I can earn income from this. But then all of a sudden, oh, well, it's not enough. I did all of this work for three, four months, and I'm not seeing a big enough return. And I quit. Not knowing that if they just pushed on probably for a few more weeks, maybe a month, typically they're going to start seeing the income drive up because their traffic goes up. It's what's called, or at least some people say it's a myth, but it's called the Google Sandbox. I don't necessarily believe that there is a Google Sandbox because I've created blogs before that within the first 30 days was earning an income. So I don't know if the Google Sandbox actually exists or not. But if you can just put to put aside the fact that I need to earn money right here and now, then you can actually earn an income by sticking with something for longer than a few months. Affiliate marketing, for the most part, is not get rich quick. You know, some people will like to say that, oh, you can use this to earn money the next day. Yeah, it's possible. You can create an ad, throw it out there and have a sale within a day if you know what you're doing. But it takes a little bit of skill. But if you are short on time, I'm sorry, short on money and have more time, then definitely blogging is the way to go. And it's the way that I've been able to create a decent income for my family. All you have to do is just to keep feeding the monster. And I mean that by constantly creating content. Well, Chris, does that mean that it's not passive? Well, no, not necessarily. It's not 100% passive. When I say passive, I mean you do the work up front, and then eventually, as time goes on, it starts to pay you back the more work that you put into it. When you're first launching a blog, one thing that I 100% recommend is that you need to write about 30 to 60 articles in that first two or three months. That's tough. It's hard. But to have that goal set in your mind and going for it, hopefully by the time you're done, if you don't have at least you know 50 or 60 articles, you at least have 20 to 30. That way, now you can kind of start to scale down and maybe start adding a new article once a week or maybe twice a week. This will allow you to work on other things, but you've given it a good foundation. You've given your blog something to depend on, something so that when people finally do find you, they have more than one article on your site that they can peruse. Now, at this point, you should be making an income. And when you're making that income, if you really want to make it passive, just go hire a writer to write the articles for you and then just put them under your name. That's perfectly acceptable and something that a lot of bloggers do so that they can concentrate on other things that are going to move the needle more in their businesses. Now, when we say to create content, a lot of times you'll see people say, oh, well, you can create content, but it needs to be good content or great content. What does that even mean? Yeah, I got to create content, but it's got to be good content. Well, 
there's lots of blogs out there. There's lots of YouTube channels, lots of podcasts, and there's constantly people starting new YouTube channels and podcasts and blogs. So with so many people starting off, getting this, you know, online business, especially in this time in which we live, people are realizing that you can't earn a significant income online. But if you're just out there creating or doing just enough to get by, you're just going to be like everybody else. You're going to be in this sea of blogs and YouTube channels that are all just doing just enough to get by. So in order to differentiate yourself, you need to create something that is better than what's out there. And this takes time to master, but if you are already involved in your niche, you're probably already subscribed to some YouTube channels that talk about it. You're probably already in some forums and a Reddit thread and something talking about your particular niche. Ask yourself, what's missing? What is it that they are not providing that I might be able to provide and give a nice, unique spin on this same subject? You do that by studying what's out there and then finding a way to outdo them in your unique way and time and effort. And yeah, the list just goes on. Do it your way. You'll realize just because of sheer numbers, you're going to end up finding an audience. You just have to put the content out there. The only real guaranteed way to fail at blogging is to stop and give up. And granted, I know that sounds easy to say, oh, if I give up, then I'm never going to uh, be successful with it. Well, in, you can say that with anything. It's true. You can. You can say that with anything. But the reason why people are working hard, the reason why people are actually putting forth the effort is because they are seeing the light at the end of the tunnel. But if you never create a piece of content, if you buy the domain name, you start the blog and you're paying the hosting fees each month for your blog, but after two months, you only have nine articles out there. You didn't want it. You didn't. You didn't want that. Because if you did, there will be more articles out there. And in the grand scheme of things, it's not difficult to write blog posts. You know, having to go out there in the street and use a jackhammer to pull up huge pieces of, of concrete and then pick it, that's backbreaking work. That's hard work. Going online, doing a little bit of research on a subject that you already enjoy, just so that you can put it together in a blog post and throw it out there, and it earns you money, that's easy. That's easy. So don't allow everyone else around you to stop you from pursuing something that you really think can work. I mean, for the record, even though we did open up this podcast talking about how I was able to quit my job, I'm in the minority when it comes to that. Not everyone who starts affiliate marketing, not everyone who starts a blog or a podcast or a YouTube channel is going to be able to quit their jobs one day. I'm in the very few minority. But I'm just in the minority of people that just didn't give up. A lot of people out there start a lot of things, but a lot of people out there very rarely finish things. If you're a finisher, if you believe that you can do it, if you're actually fed up with what's going on, it's going to make you work towards it. I needed to do this because I wanted to provide uh, um, a life to where my wife didn't have to uh, leave our son, you know, at daycare every day 
while we both worked. That was my motivation, was that even if this only worked for a couple of years, at least we had that time during uh, Benji's most formative years. Hopefully the relationship that we are creating right now is a relationship that we're going to be able to enjoy for the rest of our lives. That was what was, that doesn't even make sense. That is what was making me continue pushing forward was that I needed control of my time so that I could spend it on better things other than building up another business, someone else's business, someone else's passive income. There is one uh, joke or a meme, I think they call them, that I saw online one time. And it was a guy next to a very expensive car and he he's just leaning on it and smiling and the joke is he walks up to another guy and he says, hey, you know what, son, if you work hard, if you come in early, if you stay late, if you do the extra stuff and you keep doing this at the company, then I'll be driving another one of these next week. You see the problem there? Because now you are creating a business for someone else. You are creating an income for someone else, a passive income for someone else. You know, think about what your boss might be doing and maybe not even your immediate boss, you know, maybe your immediate manager or whatever. Go a few levels up. What are they doing while you're working? Are they golfing? Are they hanging out? I I remember I used to work at a bank and at the bank, the CEO of the company did not even have a computer on his desk didn't even have a computer on his desk. Why? You know, aren't you supposed to be running the company? No, because he hired everybody else and they were running the company. It's smart. Don't get me wrong. That's genius. But in today's day and age, it is so easy to create your own income. You just need to do it. So I apologize. I did kind of go off on a tangent there. We are talking about affiliate marketing here. So the idea here is that you just need to create the content and create good content and separate yourself. Do the hard work to separate yourself so that you can have a unique spin on your own content. That way, you'll start to stand out. So now, the next tip is to get clicks to your content. So how do you get clicks to your content? When I say getting clicks to your content, I mean, how do you get people to land on your website, but then also have them do what you want so that they click and they go buy something. Well, now that content is created, you've been writing the blog post, you've been creating the YouTube videos, whatever it happens to be, how do you get people to click? So one of the things that you need to do is have a a clear and decisive call to action. Now, especially with a blog, I actually kind of discourage people from using these fancy huge buttons that say view on Amazon or click here for the latest prices and all of that stuff. Plain text works just fine. Plain text telling people where they are going works great. And the reason for that is because people have kind of gotten advertisement blind. I forgot what they call it exactly, but they become blind to the advertisements that they see. I mean, how many times are you reading something, listening to something, and an advertisement pops on, and your mind just immediately shuts off? So how do you fix that? Well, the problem is, if you create these fancy-looking buttons with all the frills and thrills and multicolors and yada, 
it looks like an ad. So don't do that. And if you do it, just do it sparingly. But for the most part, use plain text, highlight that text and put the affiliate link right there saying, click here to go check this out or whatever your words happen to be. Another thing to do is to include multiple calls to action in the beginning of your articles uh, or actually in the entire article. But definitely make sure that it's one in the beginning and one in the end of your article. This way, there's some people who aren't going to be reading your entire blog. So they just want to get to the point and say, hey, oh, this is the one you recommend. Yada, yada, yada. OK, great. I like it. Let me go get it. You want to catch those people, too. Don't hide your affiliate links. Tell people where they are going and then have them go through the process. Now, when you're writing your um, affiliate links, especially when you are using the plain text method that we were just uh, talking about, tell people in the link where they're going. When you are on Google and you're, you know, Googling a phrase, you stumble across a random blog and you're trying to get an answer to your question. And then they say, click here for more information. You might think, well, where is this link going to take me? You don't want to lose those kinds of people. But this can easily be solved by just telling them where you're going to send them in the link. Say, hey, click here to go check out the latest prices on Amazon. Click here to go check out my number one recommendation for what I use to solve my slice you know, or something like that. Tell people where you're going to send them. This way, it kind of makes it a little easier on them in terms of trust. That way they can click, know where they're going, and hopefully make the purchase. So use tools like Thrive Themes or Hotjar to kind of analyze where people are spending the majority of their time on those pages and split test as well so that you can know where to put these affiliate links. Now, this is a little bit advanced, but things such as Thrive Themes gives you the option to split test landing pages based on what people are doing when they land on the site. And if you have this coupled with a program that gives you what's called a heat map, like Hotjar provides, so that you can see where people's mouse or the mice on the screen is hovering. If people keep clicking on one part of your site thinking that that's a link, you might want to put one there, <laughs> you know? And then actually you now have an, another affiliate way for them to earn an income from, or for you to earn an income from that. You just have to be strategic with it. Obviously, you can't do most of this until you start getting traffic to your site, but it is something to help hone in on. This is going to be a long-term goal for you and your blog. And we already talked about it just slightly, but when it comes to split testing, you need to create a clone of the page, but then change only one aspect of it. You want to change something like the headline. And then after you split test that for a while, see which one performs better. See which one makes people click on your affiliate links more. And then once you finally decide on one that's performing better, split test it again with another wildly different headline. See if it gets a better uh, click through rate or not. If it does get a better one, stick with that one. If it does worse, you now have more information about your audience. You know what they don't like. Same thing with images. After you split test the headline a few times, now let's split test the image. 
And either one of these can be used interchangeably, as in you can start with images if you want, or you can start with a headline if you want. But they are definitely the two things that I would look at first. Change the images to something that people are uh, going to react to. Maybe even think of different nationalities that you might want to use if you're including people in the images. Make sure it's an image of you. See if people like to see you doing stuff. Next that you will want, the next thing that you will want to split test is the copy. And the copy is just your article, the article itself. That's what you want to split test. Maybe come at it at a different angle. Maybe at one time you took a more logical approach on why somebody should buy something. Maybe on the other version of the copy, it's the emotional reason why people should uh, buy something. See which one performs best. Only change one thing at a time. This way, when things go from one thing, go from one extreme to the next, you know why that extreme happened. And now tip number seven for affiliate marketing for beginners is learn how to convert clicks into sales. Now, this is probably one of the more difficult parts of the entire process. Once people click, now you got to get them to actually make the purchase. It's just another step in the process or the funnel, if you the way that you are looking at it. Um, I mean, converting clicks to sales, this is it. This, you know, this is what makes time travel possible for all of my Back to the Future fans. This is everything. Okay. It's like if you had to put it in a hierarchy, building the contents number one, getting people to convert into sales is number two. Get people to your blog. Get people to read, get them to click your content. But the question that a lot of people have is, how do I get them to actually buy something? And the number one way that you can get people to buy is by establishing trust. You need to establish trust with people who are landing on your site. And there's a few ways in which you can do that. Number one, just show up. Show up consistently. Be different than those people who started a YouTube channel who started a blog and then gave up after 10 articles. Don't be that person. Give up after 100. Give up after 200. And I guarantee you probably won't because you're going to be making a decent income at that point. Tell your story. That's another way that you can establish trust. Tell people why you're doing things versus always telling them what you're going to be doing. If you tell people why, more people are going to be interested in that. You think about the story that I use all the time. And I've actually already kind of touched on it earlier in this podcast is I did a lot of this because I needed to make a change for the family. I wanted to be home with my wife and home with my uh, newborn son. That's basically an aspect of my story. And that when people realize that they say, OK, this person actually has substance. They're not just out here trying to make a quick buck and trying to scam me. They're actually out here for a reason. Now people are going to be more apt to listen to what it is I have to talk about. That's a great way to establish trust. You can also do it by getting people onto your email list. Do an ethical bribe, which is what's called a lead magnet. Create something that people in your space want and give it to them for free in exchange for their email address. Once you get people onto your email list, this is going to allow you to market to these same people for years. 
people still buy from me years after creating the initial contact with them. Whether they stumbled upon a YouTube video I made a few years ago and they're still on my email list today and I shoot them an email saying, hey, I've been trying this. I really like it. If you want to check it out, here's the link to go click it. Oh, I like that Chris guy. I'm going to go ahead and check it out. Oh, this actually will probably help me. Let me go ahead and sign up for a free trial. All of a sudden, guess who's getting an income from that? The key here with the trust as well is you need to make sure that you only promote things that you actually believe in. Don't just promote anything. Don't just do it for the buck because that's the quickest way to lose trust with your audience. This will mean that you're going to have to turn down some stuff. I mean, probably daily, I get emails telling me about how great some product is and how they want to get in front of you all, my audience. And I tell them no 99% of the time. Because whatever product they're promoting, whatever makeshift, you know, weird product just because it's new and on the... No, I don't do that. Even if they were to... uh, Even if they were to want to give me a ton of money to do it. Because what's more important than earning a buck is to keeping your integrity with the audience that you have. Because that's going to pay you long term. That's what's going to pay you long term by establishing that trust. Now, even though it is an extra step to get people onto an email list, it's worth it by collecting the email. Some can look at it and say, well, you finally get people to your website. Why don't I put the link right there so that they can click it and then go buy you know, my stuff? Well, there's no real guarantee that if they click it, they're going to actually go buy something. But if they trust you as the creator, as the blogger, as the YouTuber, then it's worth going the extra step, grab that email, send them emails telling them your story, telling them why you're doing this. Now is time to uh, ask them to buy something. Tell your story in the email, then push your products. There's a book by uh, Gary Vaynerchuk called Jab, 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 Right Hook. In fact, I'll be sure to put a link to this below the video. You can go check it out either on Audible or the book itself. But in Jab, 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 Right Hook, the idea there is you just provide value and more value and more value to the people on your list, to your audience, to whoever, whomever it happens to be. And then you get them with the right hook. Then you ask them to do something. That way you kind of uh, play with the law of reciprocity. Basically, you've given so much that you've kind of tipped the scales in your favor so much so that when you finally ask them to do something that's going to help you out, they feel almost obligated to do it. That's the idea behind uh, the book there, Jab, 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 Right Hook. It makes sense because it works. That's why we're breaking our backs. Our creators, you know, we're out here creating content because we're trying to be as helpful as we possibly can to our audiences. So to review, let's go over the seven awesome tips for affiliate marketing for beginners. Number one is you need to decide on a platform. Where is your audience? Where can you start creating content that they are going to be interested in? Then number two, choose a niche. Choose one topic to talk about and just talk about it. There's a lot of depth that you can get to in these topics, so don't just look at it from a shallow field of view. Look at it at the depth of what you can talk about in your niche. 
Number three, find an affiliate program to join. Go out there, get on Google, see what other people are promoting, find other things that people are using, find the things that you are using and go out there and see if there's an affiliate program for it. And if there isn't, and actually I forgot to tell you this earlier, if there isn't an affiliate program for a particular product and you really love that product, contact the company directly and see if you can set something up. The worst they can say is no, right? And then number four and five was to create good content and to drive traffic to the offer. Good content, unique content, content that's helpful, that's evergreen. That's what you want to create. By doing that, traffic will come. And then number six, get clicks to your content. Optimize your content so that people click your offers and actually get to the point to where their what's called their affiliate cookie is on your on their computer. That way, if they make a purchase in a certain amount of time, you get credit for the sale and you receive the commissions. And then finally, number seven, convert those clicks into sales. Do things to establish trust with your audience so that when they actually do click, they don't just click, they pull out their credit cards as well. And they go out there and they make a sale. That basically is affiliate marketing in a nutshell. Affiliate marketing, again, it's the fastest way to monetize a new blog. And it's the way that I teach in Blog Builder Pro. Using affiliate marketing, you can really earn commissions in as little as your first month, you know, your first 30 days with blogging. If you do it right, if you follow the steps. But nothing happens unless you get started. Or if you have already started and struggling, then maybe you need to you know, kind of think about where you are and maybe uh, call an audible, <laughs> you know, go out there and try to see what am I doing wrong and what do I need to do to fix it? You may need to change up your strategy. And if you need help with that, or if you're just beginning, check out blogbuilderpro.net for that free training that literally shows you what you need to do step by step. So what did you think? Did you enjoy today's podcast? If so, please leave a rating on Apple Podcasts. If you leave one there, I will shout you and your blog out or your business, whatever you happen to be running, I'll shout you out. We just hit a milestone with our podcast and we're really excited about where these things are, where this podcast is going. I really just started this just to kind of start it to see what would happen. And we're 15 episodes in and we've already hit four figures in our, uh, in our episodes. That's crazy for me. I didn't think it would grow that point, especially with all we talk about is blogging. You know, <laughs> we don't talk about like huge make money online, huge passive income, this passive income that we're talking about blogging. But it's fun. I'm enjoying it. I hope you're enjoying it. I want you to continue to enjoy your week. Remember, do something now that your future self will thank you for. So keep building, keep growing. And I'll see you later. Peace. Peace.